I worship this morning. Titled my message is I Surrender All. Come on, somebody. I Surrender All. Romans 6.13. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God, to those who have been brought from death to life. I was reading that scripture. I was reminded about when I was in the hospital. And I had a death sentence over my head. But I have been brought from death to life. Amen. I have something to worship God about. Amen. There's no holding back for me. Amen. I'm going to sing. I'm going to lift up my hands. I'm going to worship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The heart of worship is a surrendered heart. We need to have a heart that is surrendered to God. Surrender is an unpopular word. Disliked almost as much as the word submission. It implies losing. It implies giving up. It implies I just surrendered, I just lost. How many have been chased by the cops before? How many have been arrested before? Come on. And when the cops come and they get you, you what? Have to surrender. And a surrender is, is, a, is a word that implies that you just lost. Amen? You just got busted. You just lost that race. Amen? You're running. And you lost. The cop got you. The word is almost always used in a negative context. Those of you that have been captured, amen, by the authorities, had to surrender. So surrender is not a popular word, just as much as submission is. How many like to hear, hey, brother, you need to submit? Hey, sister, you need to submit. How about this one? You're my wife. You need to submit. Oh, come on, somebody. not a popular word. In today's culture, we are taught to never give up or never give in. Surrendering is unthinkable. We would rather talk about winning or succeeding or overcoming and conquering than yielding, submitting, obeying, and surrendering. We don't like to talk about those things. Obeying, submitting, surrendering, Yielding, those are terms we use in Christ. Yielding to God. Surrendering to God. Submitting to God. Being obedient to God. And the world, those words, uh, those are bad words. The world has a different perception of it. But in God, these are good words. These are healthy words. These are words that help build our character, that help build us as men and women of God. These are words that help us and bring us to that heart of worship, to that place where we're completely vulnerable before God. Surrendering to God is a heart of worship. The Apostle Paul urges us to fully surrender our lives to God in worship. 
He says this in Romans 12.1. It says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good Pleasing and perfect will. I like the scripture because it says, Offer your bodies as living sacrifice. This is your spiritual act of worship. You know, when we worship God in song, when we come to the worship service in the church house, we are offering a sacrifice of praise with our bodies. We are lifting up our hands. We are dancing. We are singing. We are shaking off. Now, I'm not talking about Taylor Swift either. Okay? That just came to me from nowhere. <laughs> this is our spiritual act of worship. So when we come to worship God and we come into the house of God, there's, there's a there's an, uh, sacrifice that needs to be made with our bodies to the Lord. Uh, we offer up A sacrifice. This is why we lift up our hands. This is why we sing and shout and move and dance. Because we express our gratitude to God. We express our gratefulness to God. Why? Because He brought us from death to life. Some of us that that, that still have a hard time uh, releasing that, that expression to God. And lifting up our hands and singing and, and playing our instruments and in a way where we're expressing it to God. Then therefore we're saying, oh, well, you know, I'm not really uh, sure yet. I want to get there, but I'm not quite sure yet. I love God. I come to church. I, I serve God in His church. But I'm not sure if I'm ready to express that he brought me from death to life. We need to get a place where we express by worshiping and singing and lifting our hands and singing to the Lord. He's God Almighty, amen? He is God Almighty. He's our God. Listen to that song you are, amen? Hallelujah. We're not dismissed. Just sit there if you want. I, I, the reason why I'm doing this is because I want to show you. I want to model before you what true worship is. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for what God has done in my life. I was on my deathbed, literally. I'm not even kidding you this morning. When I read the scripture, he says, brought from death to life. See, some of us may have not had the experience that I had, but you had the experience of being dead in sin. You were in sin. You were a sinner. Some of us were really bad. But when God came and just showed you his love, and he came and he rescued you, there was nothing in this world, nothing that could have done what took place in your life at that day. Oh, I remember that day. When Jesus came and he rescued me. 
to me through the evidence of miracles you show us your great strength as the struggles bring forth the blessing we will never cease to praise we humbly lift our hands and say Worthy is your name. Come on, worship the Lord. As your glory fills this temple, you restore joy, you restore joy unto me. Through the evidence of miracles, you show us your great strength. As the struggles bring forth the blessing, we will never cease to praise. We humbly lift our hands and say, Worthy is your name. You are God Almighty. Bright and morning star, you are hey, the Father. You're the lover of my soul, so creator, redeemer. You are, oh, you are God Almighty, say. God Almighty, hallelujah, the valley, the bright and morning star, you are. the great I am. Oh, you are Jesus. You are. Hey, you are. You are. You are. You
True worship happens when you give yourself completely to God. Offering yourself to God is what worship is all about. It's not just coming in and singing a song. It's not coming in to being entertained. It's coming in and all of us together participating and giving ourselves to God completely. But there are two barriers that block out total surrender to God. There are two barriers. One of them is fear. Fear keeps us from surrendering to God. 1 John 4.18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. The more that you realize how much God loves you, the easier surrender becomes. Some of us have not grasped how much God really loves us. Even for those of us that have grasped somewhat of how we know that God loves, we will never understand how truly, truly, truly God really loves us. But He loves us. He loves us. And the more you realize that, sometimes we search for love in other places. We search for that love from um, a brother or sister or their pastor. We want his approval. We want his love. We want him to come and pat us on the back. Or we want our brother or sister in the Lord to come and encourage us. And Yes, they can encourage us. They can help us along the way. But the love that God has for you, no one can express that kind of love to you like Christ did on the day that He saved you. And even before that, the day that He gave His life for you. Yes, God loves you. He sacrificed His Son for you. Romans 5.8 says, But God demonstrated His own love for us in this, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I'll give you a second to grasp that. Let's sing that other song. Or would I be? When it yet we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I have a purpose in what I'm doing this morning. And the purpose is to bring us back to where it all started. Because we get so caught up in the doing and what's going on and what I need to do, what's happening, and who this and why that. But we need to come back and understand that place where you were at when God came to rescue you. There wouldn't be You only know I'm glad you see Through as love 
a hopeless case, an empty place, if not for grace. Come on, say that again. Where would I be? You only know I'm glad you see Through us love A hopeless case An empty place If not for grace Oh, sing it again where would I be? Oh, you only know, Lord. You only know. I'm glad you see. I'm glad you see. Through eyes of love. Through eyes of love. A hopeless case. An empty place. An empty place. If not for grace, a hopeless case, a hopeless case, an empty place. If not for grace, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. God does not try to break our will, but draws us to Himself. So that we may might offer ourselves freely to Him. Offer ourselves freely to Him. Remember, we have a will. Surrendering to Him brings freedom, not bondage. When we completely surrender ourselves to God, we discover that He is not a tyrant. He's not someone who uses... His power in a cruel and unfair way. He's not a tyrant, but He's a Savior. He's not a boss, but a brother. He is not a dictator, but a friend. The worldly and the carnal mind thinks He's a boss, He's a tyrant, He's a dictator. I have to follow these rules. Little do they know, there's freedom once you surrender to God. There's a liberty, there's a freedom that comes to your life, to your soul. There's, there's something that takes place that, that begins you to allow you to see differently. But sometimes it is fear that grips us, that keeps us from wanting to serve God and surrender everything to God in worship because we're afraid that he may be a tyrant or he may be a boss or he may be a dictator because the closer I get, the closer I, my, my vulnerability is going to be, the bigger God's going to get, the more he's going to see, the more I got to let go, the more I got to surrender. And we're afraid of that. I'll tell you this morning, don't be afraid because it's all good. It's all good. There's many of us here that have experienced that throughout the years. The closer you get, 
Don't worry, God's just going to get bigger. You're not going to reach it till you get to heaven. God's going to get bigger. You're going to be in awe of His presence, of who He is, and what He and what He does, and what He's done for you. Another barrier is pride. We have the desire to have complete control. How many control freaks do we have in the house? No, don't raise your hand. <laughs> okay. We have the desire to have complete control. But that is the cause of so much stress in our lives. Life alone is a struggle. But what most people don't realize is that our struggle is really a struggle with God. There is no way we are going to win that struggle. So stop trying to take control. Stop trying to manipulate the situation. You have to go through the fire just like everybody else went through the fire. You have to go through the valley just like the next person went through the valley. You have to go through the test just like the person before you went through the test. There's no way around it. There is no way around it. Going around it is only going to leave you at the same place. You'll be in that same spot complaining about the same thing Worried about the same thing 10 years later while everybody passed you by and they're blessed and they're. It's, and it's pride. The root of it is pride. Stop trying. Don't wrestle with God. Your struggle is with God. When you put God first in everything in your life. When you put God first in every situation, I'm not talking about Sunday. I'm not talking about Wednesday. I'm talking about not, I'm not even talking about just in church. I'm talking about your everyday life with your bills, with your children, with your work. Everything has to be centered around God, which means your heart needs to be completely surrendered to God. And when we have those things in place, our life automatically becomes an instrument of righteousness, an instrument of worship, an instrument that honors God. C.S. Lewis said, the more we let God take us over, the more truly ourselves we become. Because he made us. It is when I turn to Christ, when I give up myself to his personality, that I first begin to have the real personality of my own. You only discover who you really are once you connect with God, because God created you. The other things we portray are based on people around us and the influences as we're growing up. But when you connect with God, you find your true personality. And who you are. Another aspect of, of a surrendered life is trust. You got to trust. Can I trust God? Can I trust God? You won't surrender to God unless you trust Him. But you can't trust Him until you know Him better. 
God, you know me. Yes, the Bible says that. God knew us before we were born. He knew us. He knows us. He knows each one of us individually. But I want to know him better. How am I going to know him better? With the surrendered heart. With the surrendered heart, you're able to read his word and allow his word to come and work in your heart. When you have a surrendered heart, you're able to come into worship service and take those songs literally and bring them into your life and say, When you have a surrendered heart to God, when you go into prayer and God begins to deal with you and God begins to show you the area that you need to work on, then you learn to be obedient to it because you're surrendered to it. How many come to prayer ready to pray about somebody? You're ready to go down. You're like, okay, God, I'm going to give you this prayer on this person and make sure you take care of it because vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. So here you go, God. God, you're you're shandoing all over the place, man. You're like all this stuff, and then God just, uh, ah, you. You need a change. You need to stop your attitude. You need to take a look at yourself. Am I the only one? (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) I was scared there for a while. (laughs) Am I the only one? But you know your heart, you know you're surrendered to God when, first of all, when you rely on God to work things out instead of trying to manipulate others, force your agenda and control the situation. That's when you know when you rely on God to work things out. When you're not trying to make it happen. I'll figure it out. I'll manipulate it. I'll force my agenda. God, God, God will follow me. <laughs> God's behind me. It doesn't work that way. You know you're surrendered to God when you don't react to criticism and rush to defend yourself. You don't need to defend yourself, amen? God's, God's cool with it. God take care of it. Didn't he say that? He said he'll take care of us. He's our defense. He's our help. He is our help. Another way you know you're surrendered to God is when you don't demand your rights. <laughs> I almost demanded my rights the other day. I had to check myself. I have the right. <laughs> no, <we're> right. <laughs> Another way is when you're not self-serving. When you're ready to serve others. You're ready to be there for others. Ready to serve. Jesus is the greatest example of a surrendered life. The night before his crucifixion, Jesus surrendered himself to God's plan. He prayed, My Father, it is possible. May this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. The blessing of being surrendered is you experience peace. You have this peace that surpasses all understanding. This peace that sometimes you're even, you want to be mad, but you can't. That peace is there. And in your mind, you're like, I should be mad because they did this to me. But in your heart, it's like, 
but I'm not mad, so which one do I listen to? And then you say, okay, well, I'm going to go with my heart, you know, rather than what I'm thinking. And then when you do that, your thoughts now come under subjection to the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's all stand this way. Another thing is freedom. You experience freedom. Now you're free. Now you're free. And then you experience God's power in your life. If you haven't experienced God's power, I want to tell you, there's nothing like God's power in your life. William Booth, founder of Salvation Army, said, the greatest of a man's power is in the measure of his surrender. Surrender people are the ones that God uses. The greatness of a man's power is in the measure of his surrender. Remember, I'm talking about worship here. So in order to be free, in order to have peace, is we need to surrender to God. Surrender our hearts to God. Not for work in ministry, but for worship in God's house. Worship at your job. Worship at home. My life is a lifestyle of worship. When I come into the house in the worship service, then I express it by singing and dancing and clapping and lifting up my hands. But at home and at work, my life is still surrendered to God. And I live a life of worship. Therefore, I'm able to come and worship freely and express. Hallelujah. Let's sing with it. Hallelujah. Maybe there's uh, some of you feel like, man, I really need to come and uh, surrender everything to the Lord. Man, you just want to express worship to God. That's what we're going to do is just express our worship to God this morning. So if you want to come, the altars are open this morning. Amen. So, you know, I've been struggling with worship. I've been I've been withholding from God. I haven't really expressed my worship to God. I need to learn this still in my life. I need to surrender my heart to God. I need to be obedient to God. Because God brought me from death to life. He brought me from death to life. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, we worship you. Jesus, oh, give us a surrendered heart, oh God. 
Give us a surrendered heart, Jesus. Oh, God, give us a surrendered heart. We withhold nothing from you, God. Yes, Lord, we give our lives to you this morning. We surrender our hearts to you this morning. We surrender our will to you this morning. Oh, God, we give ourselves.